everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's NFL time. It's week five. We have 12 football games to talk about as of right now. We're recording on Wednesday afternoon like we always do. Um, I know there's some games in question and there's a lot of um, questions just in general. So hopefully everything works out this week and we have 12 games. And um, as always, I'm joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? Oh, you know, I'm doing good. Week week four of the NFL was actually a decent one for me. I won back all the money I've already lost this season and then some. So, yeah, feels like things finally coming together. I have the perfect strategy, which is just 100% stack the Dallas game every week. So a little teaser of what I'm going to talk about during this show. All right. All right. little teaser. Yeah, it was a – I saw that you had a good day, so love to see it. Um I had a I had a good day. Did not have a great day. Did not lose money. Um, you know, four good weeks in a row. So I, I can't complain. Um, I, I'm like one player off. Like it, it seems like every week. Like I had a team on Fanduel that had a really good chance of winning tournaments, uh, but I had Darrell Henderson and he didn't do nothing. So <laughs> nothing. Catch. I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was sweating that game. I was sweating Henderson. And I'm like, all right, six points, I'm done for. And the Brown just kept getting the ball. Yeah, it's crazy. So uh, let's jump into this slate. You got 12 games, um, week five action here, a lot of injuries. We'll go through as we're going. Uh, we start with the Bengals and the Ravens. It's a 51 total. Baltimore's favored by 13 and a half in this game. Uh, is there anything here that you like for Cincinnati? I mean, you can take a shot on Burrow and Boyd. You can take a shot on Mixon. Baltimore's had a great run defense so far this season. Their past defense is a little bit more towards the middle. But I'm I'm just going to fade Cincinnati. Burrow's put up 300-yard games, and so I'm not going to argue with taking a shot on him. But I'm I'm just fading everyone. I think this game turns into a bit of a blowout. Yeah. I like Boyd and I like T. Higgins. Like, And it's more of just they're going to be down. They're going to be throwing a lot. Um, you know, we're, we're seeing T Higgins become more and more involved in this offense each and every week. Um, not playing a ton of snaps, but running a lot of routes and he's running just as many routes as like Tyler Boyd and AJ Green. So I like T Higgins as like a, a just different to be different. And then I like Tyler Boyd just because we're going to be trailing. So, uh, let's talk Baltimore here. Lamar Jackson continues to be a beast. Um, they're huge favorites here. They have a 32.25 implied team total. What do you do with Baltimore here? I mean, Lamar, Andrews, Hollywood Brown are all fine. Um, Lamar is just expensive as he always has been expensive. He really hasn't done a ton so far this season. He had a decent game last week, putting up 26 points, but he hasn't the same guy that he was last year in terms of fantasy production. This could be a spot where it gets right here. But I, I just like uh, there's other spots I'd rather go. I'm not I'm not doing anything with that backfield. Like Ingram's not playing a ton of snaps. Edwards and Dobbins have been fine, but it's really just I can't trust any of them. And then, like I said, Andrews is always in play. He's always a chance at two touchdowns. Hollywood Brown always a chance at big game. But I'm I'm, I, I'm not gonna be surprised if I have zero ownership in this entire game. Yeah, so Marquise Brown has a 26.5% target share on the season. Like, I don't think people realize it's that high. Um, so I like Hollywood Brown for tournaments here. I, I like Andrews for tournaments. I don't hate Lamar. Um, 
I'm not going to go crazy with these guys, but I, I do think Hollywood is someone to kind of look at here. And, you know, Andrew's just, he's a safer play. That's for sure. So uh, moving on, we got the Eagles and the Steelers 43 and a half total Pittsburgh favored by seven in this game. Um, any interest here in the Eagles? None. None. Steelers defense is fantastic. I mean, you can take a shot on Miles Sanders, but I'm, I'm just fading this entire game. Miles Sanders, Greg Ward, the tight ends, all fine, but not good enough. Not, they just don't make the cut here. Pittsburgh has been great versus the pass and great versus the run all season long. I really like their defense. I think they're going to be playing it from ahead. So this is just a full another full-on fade spot with Philly. Yeah, like for me, I'm kind of with you. I think the Pittsburgh defense is the best play in this game in general. Um, I don't have a ton of interest here. Like Sanders is playing all the snaps. Like he, you know, came back week two, played 67 uh, or 76, 79 the week after, 85 last week. Like he is the workhorse back. If you want to play him, um, I'm not going to talk you off of it. Like I would play him more in PPR formats. Um, He does have a really decent target share. He has the is the second highest target share on the team behind Zach Ertz. So I, I don't mind Sanders or Ertz, um, depending on like who plays. Deshaun Jackson came back to practice um, on Wednesday. So probably going to pass in the whole wide receiver core here. Um, Pittsburgh side of things. Is there anything that you like here for the Steelers? I don't hate Connor. Um, like I, at the beginning of the season, I was – like everyone, I was thinking, all right, Benny Snell looks good. Connor doesn't look great, but Connor has 100 yards rushing in two straight games. This is a great game script here. They're probably going to be leading by a decent amount. Their defense is good, and the Philly offense really isn't that great so far this season. Wentz has not looked great. And so James Connor, I think this is a good game script for him, and he's a guy at 6.9K who could potentially be in for a decent game. And then Juju or Johnson, they're always tournament flyers to me, like – Johnson, I know he didn't play last week because no one played last week. Uh, but earlier on, first two games of the season, he had 10-plus targets in both of them. Like, they're throwing the ball to him a lot. I could see him putting up a pretty decent game here this week. And Juju is always a threat to get two touchdowns in any given game. So those guys will make some of my tournament lineups, but it's really just those three. If you want to take a shot on Ebron, that's fine. But there's other places I'm going at tight end. It's Johnson, Juju, and I really like Connor. Yeah, Johnson's 5,600. I think a lot of people just kind of forget, like, um, how well he's played. You know, I do worry about the toe injury, but everything that I've read says it's of a very minor injury. Um, so week off last week, I think Pittsburgh's going to be ready to go here. I do like the James Connor call. I don't think he'll be very high-owned. And, like, I-, I love the Pittsburgh defense, so I like the idea of pairing Connor with the Pittsburgh defense in this one. I, I don't think that – We'll see a lot of that. So um, Carolina at Atlanta, 53 and a half total here. Atlanta favored by two. Uh, this is one of my favorite DFS games on the slate. Uh, what are your thoughts here on the Panthers? On the Panthers, I love them. Like Mike Davis is probably one of my favorite options on the week. He's at 6.4K. That's still not enough. He's heavily involved in the receiving game, getting a decent amount of touches in the rushing game. He has big upside and full point PBR sites. Really like him. And then Bridgewater, He's going up against Atlanta. Atlanta's defense is just bad. Like, both these defenses are bad. This is going to be a high-scoring spot. This is going to be a high-scoring game. Atlanta currently ranked 31st in terms of pass DVOA. So, Bridgewater, I expect to be in for a big game. I don't mind DJ, DJ Moore. 
but I really like Robbie Anderson. Like Robbie Anderson is clearly the go-to guy here. He's getting all the targets here. DJ Moore had one big week, but Robbie Anderson is just getting a ton done. And this Atlanta defense is just atrocious. This is a full on stack spot here. Absolutely love everyone in the passing game, which includes Mike Davis. Now I don't care if I throw in Bridgewater along with Mike Davis, this is just a perfect spot. Just stack, stack up the Panthers, stack up the uh, Falcons too. Yeah, like Bonifon um, got placed on the injured list on the practice squad. So like, it's it's Mike Davis, and it's as much as he can kind of like Cannon, I guess. Like it's as much as like Davis can handle here. So like, I don't hate a Bridgewater Davis Robbie Anderson stack. I think that like if a three man stack here for Carolina. Um, is very much in play. I think Mike Davis is a very safe um, cash game running back. So I love the Carolina side of this game, but I also like Atlanta because I feel like people are going to overthink this Atlanta spot and we'll have to wait and see on the Julio news, but it doesn't look good right now for him to play. But like Calvin Ridley played 70% of the snaps. Gage played 70% of the snaps. Um, Omadi, I guess played 81% of the snaps. Um, so a lot of different ways to go, but if we're really high on the Carolina side, we need to be high on the Atlanta side as well. Um, and I don't hate Todd Gurley here on Fandle, not DraftKings. I think Gurley is a good Fandle play this week. Yeah, I don't mind that Gurley car and call him. Sorry about the dog. There's construction outside, so I have to keep him in or else they'll go nuts. Uh, but yeah, it comes down to if Julio plays or not. Well, actually it really doesn't. I'm not sure if I'll play Julio, but I'm in for Ridley and Gage regardless. I'm in for Hurst. Again, I just love every part of this game. Not playing Gurley in this spot over on DK because he's just not that heavily involved in the receiving game. And you're just really betting on touchdown equity. So yeah, over on FanDuel, not the worst play in the world, but on DK, I'm just not going to end up with him. But this is going to be a high scoring game. The total on it is currently 54. And I don't think that's high enough. This is two offenses that are going to pass the ball a lot. Two offenses that are in the bottom 20 or bottom eight of the league in terms of DVOA. Atlanta's ranked second in pace right now. And Carolina's just in the middle of the pack. This is going to be a high scoring game here. And I love the passing game for both sides. Wait to see on the Julio news. If Julio does end up playing, even though he's a bit hampered, still always a chance that he goes off for a massive game. So I'm going to be forced to be furious and roster him anyways. So, yeah, no, this is a, like I said, all systems go for the passing game on both sides here. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. And like I said, I, I like Gurley on Fandle. I don't think I'll play him too much on DraftKings. He just, you know, the PPR upside is just not there. So, um, so yeah, I think this is one you, you want to target this game for sure. Uh, Raiders and Chiefs, 61 and a half total here. Kansas City favored by 13 and a half. This is obviously one of the games that we're kind of, uh, paying attention to Las Vegas had a player test positive for COVID. So um, obviously this is a game in question and it like, it feels like it's the chiefs every week. Um, let's talk Vegas first. Um, Rugs and Edwards potentially playing here. Um, what are your thoughts with the Raiders? It's, it's Josh Jacobs. Like Josh Jacobs is getting a massive, massive workload for pretty much this entire season. Yes, it's going to be game script dependent, but I mean, there's no guarantee that the Chiefs are going to be win this by a ton. Yes, there's an eight-point spread, but there's always a chance that Vegas does something on the offensive end. They try and run the ball more and establish the run. They've been terrible on the defensive end, but Casey is ranked 27th in DVOA. 
against the run, number one against the pass. The Raiders' pass offense is just – it's Waller. It's pretty much Waller. So I don't mind th- going with Waller there. He obviously got 12 targets last game. Patriots set him down, which is that is what they do, and 16 targets against New Orleans. The guy is heavily involved in the offense. Yes, he's 5.9K, but that doesn't matter to me. He's still in a fantastic spot here. They're going to be forced to throw the ball to him. I'm staying away from the wide receivers. I don't care if they're going to have to pass the ball. That Kansas City defense, it's the pass is too good. I'm just betting on volume with Waller and Jacobs. Like People don't want to play the running back in an eight as an eight-point dog. But I think they're going to run the ball with him regardless. And even if they get down, like he can still get a decent amount of dump off. So he's a little bit game script proof. And I think Rashard is questionable with this game, right? Who? Uh, Jalen Rashard. Yeah. 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 So if he doesn't end up playing, that just cures Jacobs even more because they'll bring him in a little bit of third down. But Jacobs is a fantastic play in this spot. Waller is always a good play at tight end. Yeah, like, you know, Edwards could potentially be out, but I think Waller and Jacobs are the only two guys you have interest in here. Like, in, in, if you want to take a shot on Renfro, if Edwards is out, sure, Nelson Algar, Algar um, I just I, – I'm not going to do it, Grant. Like, I think it's – I've sworn off Aguilar a year and a half ago, and it's it, he's been put up decent points a few times this season, but I'm not touching, no. I played him last week in the late slate. Um, you and your late slates. It's just such a smart move. It was, uh, it worked out. Like, I, well, like originally the Chiefs game was on that slate. So I was like, I'm going to get all my leverage by playing Josh Allen over Mahomes. But um, I got a lot of leverage with um, Nelson Aguilar instead. So uh, the Chiefs side of things, you know, like CEH is probably the, the top running back on this slate, in my opinion. The Raiders can't stop anybody on the ground. This guy gets plenty of work. He's on the field all the time. He gets work in the passing game, the running game. I think his floor is just absolutely massive in this spot. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, he's he's gotten at least 16 touches in every single game. Like, he's averaging over 20 touches a game. The guy is getting a huge workload. He's going up against one of the worst rush defenses in the league. 6.8K, not nearly enough. Like, we talk about – talked about last week how a lot of the premier running backs that are up in the eight nine K range are out right now. And CH is sitting there at 6.8 K. I don't understand it at all. He's pretty much a lock and load here. I need to wait and see what ownership is going to be, but just absolutely a fantastic spot. Game script kind of goes with him here. Everything kind of points in his direction. He could have a multiple touchdown game. He's had a few tough matchups going up against Baltimore so far this year and a few other in the Patriots, the Chargers. So this is a perfect spot for him here in the price tag, just not reflect how good he is and the massive amount of workload he's getting. He's entrenched this offense five weeks in absolutely play him. And then it's the chiefs. Like this is a great matchup game scripts, always a potential problem, but Mahomes can go for 380, 400 passing yards. Tyree kill can have a massive game. Kelsey can have a massive game. Everyone on this office can offense can have a massive game. So they're all in play for GPPs, but CEH is clearly the guy that you want to go with. Yeah. Like everybody's in play. I I like Sammy Watkins. I I don't think people realize that like his target share is almost identical to Tyree kill playing just as many snaps as, as Hill, like Hardman's only like he's under 50% of the snaps. Like he's not running a lot of routes. So I, Watkins is the number two here. So I really like, um, you know, Sammy Watkins on this spot, but 
CEH is the guy. I don't mind Pat Mahomes, but my my only issue with like Pat Mahomes here is like the price. Um, if they're cruising in this game, but if this game stays close, like he could he could absolutely have a monster game. So you always have to have some interest in him. Uh, moving on, we got the Rams and uh, the Washington football team. I've yet to mess it up, Grant. I'd probably just jinx myself, but I've yet to mess it up. Uh, 45 and a half total. The Los Angeles Rams favored by seven and a half in this game. Uh, what do you like for, for the Rams here? Nothing. I mean, Woods and Cup are fine. Um, Higby's fine. But this is not a great, great game script for them. They did not look good last weekend. We don't know Bay's going to do at any given time. I'm staying away from the running back game after last week. Just rush us. I you could take a shot on Brown or Henderson, but they're priced about where I want to avoid them. This is not a spot where like you can rely on the passing game and the running game. You don't know what's going to happen. I'm, I'm I'm just fading the Rams. It's it's that simple. The game script favors the run, and it's just not a spot where I want to even bother with anything because like so far the. The Redskins have had a good defense this season. And so I don't expect the Rams to put up a ton of points here. And this is just going to be a low scoring, slow game. I like the Rams defense, you know, that's okay. That, that that's that that's pretty well, obvious there. <laughs> well, like Kyle, Kyle Allen got sacked a lot with Carolina. And uh, I think he's a guy that could potentially get sacked a lot. I think like the Rams could feast on Kyle Allen in this spot. So I like the Rams' defense. I don't mind Tyler Higby. They've been really bad against tight ends this season. So we have a lot of tight end plays on this slate. Like my initial like tight end group was like ten, and I'm going to work all week to try to get that down. Uh, but Higby is in that initial group. The running game, pass. Um, good luck trying to figure out who it's going to be. It's going to be the hot hand. That's what Sean McVay does. Um, on Fanduel, if you want to pair like the Rams' defense with Brown or Henderson and just kind of mix it in with tournaments. If you're playing a bunch of teams, sure, but that's about it. And then the Washington side, like, you say it every week. You say Gibson is, like, the only guy. But I don't oh, – I guess we we talk about Terry McLaurin, too. Um, I think that's it, though. Like, and very little exposure of any of those to those guys. I love Gibson. Like, okay. Like I said, the Washington defense has been pretty good so far this season. The Rams have been struggling. They didn't put up a ton of points going up against the Giants last weekend. It's just a spot where this game, I think, could actually be closer than it was before. Haskins is not good. He has not looked good all season. So now Allen being in there, it can be a bit of an upgrade. Gibson is going up against the 28th ranked run D, I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah, 28th ranked run D. Gibson is being heavily involved in the offense. This could be a game where they're not going to have to come from way behind. They played Baltimore, Cleveland, Arizona, and then Philly week one where Gibson just was first week in the offense. But they've been giving him a decent workload. He's been getting a lot of snaps. And I think this game script is going to be a lot better for him than it has been in the past. And they're going to just want to get him involved. Allen loves to dump the ball off to running backs. Maybe that's just because he had CMC last year, or maybe that's how he likes to do things. But Gibson, I think, could be heavily involved in the receiving game here. He's priced to just 5K. I don't expect a ton of ownership on him with only 19-point implied team total here for Washington. But I think he could put up a 25-point game here. I love Gibson in the spot. There you go. Um, Five by me. I, I completely understand why you like him, the workload and everything. Um, it, it makes sense, you know, and that's, it's all what it's always about. So 
That, that's all I got for you, Grant. Like, I, I just, it's so hard. And, like, weather might be a thing here. So, like, maybe I get on Gibson more. He's 5K. Maybe that's why I get on him more. But, like, you nailed him last week. I'll give you props for that. Like, you were on him a lot last week against Baltimore, and he put up 23 points. So, I mean, outside of week one, he hasn't put up less than 10. It's, I mean, Grant, he's got rushing touchdowns in three straight games. But, like, this is this is the best spot he's had all year by – a fairly large margin. I mean, Baltimore's run defense, as I said, very good. Cleveland still ranked within the top 10. Philly, we are going to ignore that because that was the first week he was in the offense. And Arizona's 14. Now he's getting an actual bad rush defense because all those ones are good. And then, like, the Rams are just so much worse than all those other ones. And this is the best possible game script because they just had to sling it with Haskins. And now Haskins gone. It's a new situation just all kind of points towards Gibson being a possible blow up spot here that no one's really going to be on. Completely understand it. Uh, we move on. We got Buffalo at Tennessee. This is probably one of the biggest question mark games as far as COVID goes. There's no total even out for this game yet. Um, there was a report that came out earlier today that like Tennessee had like a, a practice um, and like the coach called him out and like, it's just, Tennessee's a mess. Like, get your stuff together. Um, you know, they had two new positive tests on Wednesday. Like, I don't know. Like, anyway, a legal meeting away from the uh, facility. Like, NFL could potentially find them and, like, take draft picks. Like, it's just – the Tennessee Titans are a mess, Grant. Um, and which stinks because we've been riding this Josh Allen train and we might have to stop this weekend because he might not have a game. Yeah. And hopefully has a game because Josh Allen is very good at football. Very, very good. Um, yeah, no, like I, it, Josh Allen just always in play. It's going to be interesting. Um, Josh Allen, this is not related to this week, but once he starts playing in bad weather in Buffalo, it's going to be the time to get off of it. But he's been playing in great weather, and he's been absolutely just crushing every single week. Has not had less than 25 points, averaging 30 points a game, and he hasn't even been running the ball a ton. We haven't seen a ceiling game because he's just been passing the ball. And this is a just another week. So him, Diggs, Moss misses again, which I think he's projected to play. You can go with Singletary. But Diggs to Allen is the stack the QB wide receiver stack because he just loves throwing the ball to Diggs. So I, if this game plays really like him. There you go. Yeah. I, I love Alan Diggs combo here. Um, you know, what we'll does see about Zach Moss? Um, you know, he practiced limited on Wednesday. So if he comes back, I'll probably stay away from the running game um, outside of Josh Allen. But really for me, it's Allen, it's Diggs. I'm, I think that's it. Like, I don't want to go too crazy here. Tennessee defense has struggled this season in the small sample that we've seen them, and they haven't practiced in like two weeks. So it could be a really good game for Buffalo if this game goes. Um, Tennessee Titans, is there anything like that you trust here whatsoever? Uh, you can go Henry just because he's probably going to run the ball 30 times. 7K, like he doesn't stand out as a great, as a great play, but – 100 yards and two touchdowns is absolutely within the realm of possibility. That's it. He's probably a bit too cheap. So you want to go with anyone, like not being able to practice for a while, it's not really going to affect Henry's running ability. Yeah, I don't mind Derrick Henry, but he, he probably doesn't make the cut for me this week. I, I like so many running backs this week that, like, I just – I probably don't end up there, but 
I, I completely understand um, why you would play him in this spot. So, oh, Zanino is not catching. That's not good. I gotta switch Ooh. that out. I know. I gotta. I gotta make some adjustments to my my baseball lineup here. Um, moving on. That game, we'll we'll see. But um, Arizona at New York facing the Jets. We got a forty-seven total here. Arizona favored by seven. Kenyon Drake has burned me so much this season. I don't even want. I don't want to recommend him. It's a good spot. The Jets have allowed the fifth most fantasy points to running backs this season. But I, I think the guys you play here, Grant, DeAndre Hopkins, and Kyler Murray. Yeah, I mean they're pretty much always in play. I, I'll go back to the well and Drake. Like he just he he hasn't gotten any touchdowns since week one. Like that's kind of why he's doing. It. He's still getting a pretty consistent workload. I'm fine with it. Honestly, though, I'm, I don't know if I'm really taking too much from this game. Murray can always get done with his legs. Hopkins is going to get a huge volume like he does every week. I'm not going to argue with any of them, but this is not a spot that I'm overly excited about playing any guy in, and I I, I will probably have the most exposure on the Cardinals to Drake, and that's, that's really it. Can we play the Arizona defense here? Like Joe, old man Flacco starting at quarterback is like the Arizona. Like I know they're not a great defense, but like are they in play here up against the Jets? Yes, they're absolutely in play here up against the Jets. I know that they're four point one k, and I don't like paying that much for defense. But let's be honest, Flacco last year when he was with Denver, he got sacked a ton. He held onto the ball a lot. They are probably going to be trailing. They're going to be slinging the ball with Flacco to a core of just not very good wide receivers. And they don't have a run game where they can really rely on things too much. It's just ugly and disgusting. And Flacco is probably worse than he was last year, which is going to be saying something. So, yeah, Arizona defense is in play. Um, Jets. <laughs> Herndon. Him and Crowder, right? Like short passes for Flacco here, like Crowder, Herndon. Like uh, those seem to be the two guys you, you kind of want to look at. Yeah, I mean, Crowder, I'm a little bit – I'm just wondering how it's going to be with Flacco on the offense. I mean, wide receiver depends so much upon, like, the connection they have. And so, I don't know. I still need to think about Crowder a little bit more at 5.8K. I think there might be better spots to go, and it's not really the best spot in the world for him. But Herndon, like we know, Arizona versus the tight end, Herndon's really just been not very good so far this year. We keep expecting decent things out of him, keep expecting him to get volume, but he really hasn't. Flacco taking over could be a little bit of a change for him going up against Arizona where they funnel targets to the tight end. He's 3.2K. He's burned me, what is this, three weeks in a row? Don't care. Going right back, and I'll probably just lose some money. Yeah, I don't hate it. Um, Jeff Smith came out of nowhere last week and had nine targets. He played 100% of the snaps. Um Perryman's still expected to be out. Barrios played 11.8% of the snaps. He only looks to be a play if Crowder can't play. Um, looks to be strictly a slot guy. So um, not going too crazy on the Jets in this one. Jags and Texans, 54 total. Houston favored by six. Um, Grant, I love this game. I love okay. this, this yeah. game. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's it absolutely is beautiful. so beautiful. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Let's start with the Jag side because there's so many plays on both sides of this game, but it's still like concentrated on just a few from each team. Um, this game is gorgeous. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'll just say I want everything from this game. James Robinson heavily involved in the passing game. 
Absolutely fantastic play. This is going to be a pace-up game. This is going to be a high-scoring game. Jacksonville defense has been atrocious so far this year. They were terrible against the run last year. And guys have just been passing all over them. They are by far the worst pass defense in the league as of this point, according to DVOA. Like, David Johnson, James Robinson, both quarterbacks. Watson might be my favorite QB on the week outside of a game we're going to get to pretty soon. You can go with Chark. You can go with Brandon Cooks because he burnt so many people last week, although I don't know if I'm going to go back to him. You can go with Will Fuller, who's always a possibility of a massive game. Like, everyone, everyone here is an incredible play. Stack up this game. This is my second favorite game stack of the week, and it, it's just so many different ways we can go. Yeah, I love DJ Chark. Um, you know, came back, looked healthy, played 88% of the snaps, had nine targets. Um Keenan Cole, if you want to pivot, I like Cole more than I like Chenault. Um, I, I think Cole has more overall like touchdown upside in general. So I like Keelan Cole. I like um, Chark. I like Robinson. I like Minshew. And on the Houston side, I love David Johnson. I'm right there with you. I like Will Fuller. I don't mind Brandon Cooks for large field tournaments. He still like leads the team in snaps at wide receiver. He's played over 90% of snaps in three straight weeks. Like, he needs to get open in the stream, up the stream, like and like he can have a big play. And guess what? Jacksonville stinks. Um, they're the like you said, the worst team in the in the league and this Bill season. Bill O'Brien's gone. And Bill O'Brien's gone. Like the Jacksonville Houston game, just this is this could potentially be such a juicy game. I'm with you. I like Deshaun Watson. Um everybody. Like yeah, and yeah. everybody. Yeah, never underestimate like what can happen when a different coach takes over, even if they're a defensive coach, even if they're a coach that has been in the league for a long time. Like the, the, the immediate thing that I see with Houston right now, with Bill O'Brien finally being fired, is I immediately look back to Romeo Cornell when he was with the Browns. Like Baker didn't, fart, or didn't start the first few games. And then he took over and, as soon as Cronell was fired, like they were putting up big games on a very consistent basis. I think he set the touchdown record for a rookie that season. Everyone was way more involved. David Johnson is a fantastic pass catching back. And so far this season, he hasn't gotten more than four targets in a single game. And a lot of those were without Duke Johnson in there. Like it was such a dumpster fire and it's going to change. And they have the talent. Like this is just a beautiful spot. And we don't know what, it's going to be like without Bill O'Brien, but there's always a chance that it just turns into an actual good offense that knows what they're doing. I hope so. We all hope this is the spot too. Uh, Dolphins and 49ers. This game doesn't have a total, but I think it doesn't have a total because we're waiting to see if like Jimmy Garoppolo is going to play or not. Uh, he was able to practice limited on Wednesday. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick named the starting quarterback again for this one. Um, what do you like here for the Dolphins? Ah, uh, Gaskin, Parker. It's really it. I mean, mostly Parker. Gaskin is just a guy that he didn't really do too much last week. He cost me a decent amount of money, but he was heavily involved in the Jacksonville game. It's not an easy match, but he can be involved in the receiving game. He's 4.8K, so it's just a cheaper guy that you can get. Parker, like Fitzmagic, was just zero end on him. 12 targets, 10 receptions last week. They didn't actually play that bad. Like they just got into the red zone so often and just never did anything with that. They could have easily put up a ton of points and they didn't because they couldn't get in the end zone. And that's something that can occasionally happen. And no, it's not the easiest matchup in the world, 
but it's not a horrible one with San Francisco's defense as it is right now. But I'm, I'm not overly high on anyone. If it's going to be anyone, it's probably going to be Parker and Fitzmagic, just the stack I do every single week because, you know, Fitzmagic has had over 20 points in three straight games. Dolphins win this game. <gasps> I like that call. Like, the 49ers defense has, what, six injuries, seven injuries? Like, I don't know, man. I, I think um, I think the Dolphins – okay, the Dolphins win this game if Garoppolo doesn't play. Uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But it doesn't sound promising for Garoppolo to play. So, I like the Dolphins. I like Parker. I like Fitz. I think that's a combo that I'll have some stacks of. Isaiah Ford in the slot, like, he is quickly becoming, like, a, an option to play in DFS. That's really, really cheap. So, don't hate him. As far as the 49ers go, Jarrett McKinnon. We watched Jerome Robinson, which is the exact same running back as Jarrett McKinnon, and we watched him destroy this Miami defense in the passing game and in the running game, like Jarrett McKinnon. I mean, Mostert might or Mostert might play this I thought game. he's I thought he was already well, hold on. Now I gotta go look. I thought yeah, he was out. I, all right. Um, but in any case, like Kittle, always in play. Kittle's Kittle. Um, the running game, very – yeah, he returned to practice today. Well, darn it. Yeah. No, that makes things a little bit more interesting. I don't know. Like, I don't – it all – if he's not playing, then McKinnon. Absolutely McKinnon. Like well, McKinnon yeah. I didn't think Mos- Mozart was going to play. Yeah, well, he wasn't projected, I don't think, and they practice limited today, so we don't know. But if he plays, it's probably just Kittle for me just because I can play Kittle every single week. Um, but outside of that, like, it's the running game if uh, Mostert is not in the lineup, not in the whatever, starting. You know what I'm saying. It's been a long week already. Baseball is way too early every morning. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, yeah, like, I like McKinnon a lot if Mostert doesn't play. Um, if he plays, it's Kittle, and that's really it. Uh, um, Giants and Cowboys. Uh, this one should be interesting game. Uh, 54 total Dallas favored by 10 in this game. Uh, what are your thoughts here when it comes to the Giants? Giants win this game. Oh, I love it because I like Daniel Jones, so I like it. Yeah, no. Uh, if you guys have, if you're in a legal betting state and you have DraftKings, any free bets you have, Throw on the Giants money line. Giants win this game. I really like this bet. Dallas has not looked great all season long. Like they're running at such a fast pace. And like, so let's talk about the Giants here. Daniel Jones has had tough matchups all season long. He's looked terrible. Like he's absolutely looked terrible, but he's running the ball a decent amount. He's throwing the ball a decent amount. Hasn't had less than 32 attempts in any single game. And now he goes up against by far, the fastest pace team in the NFL. And I really mean by far. They're averaging 19.95 seconds per play. Atlanta is second at 24.41. They are 25% quicker than virtually every single team in the league right now in terms of pace. Yes, that's been largely game script dependent, but their defense has not been good. Like they just got absolutely destroyed by the Browns. Daniel Jones is 5.4K and he's probably going to throw the ball 50 times in this game. The running game has not looked good. That team can't pass block. So Daniel Jones is by far my favorite quarterback on the weekend. Slayton is 4.8K, which is a ridiculous price tag. I don't understand this at all. Like uh, this is, I am going to have probably 40% 
stacks in this game. And that's just my way to win it. Go Slayton. Ingram, still one of the top tight ends in terms of total targets. And they've been facing such good defenses against the pass that they really haven't had time to throw to him in open space that much in further down the field, like Ingram, Slayton, Daniel Jones. And even if you want to throw Golden Tate in there, you're averaging like four and a half K per player in a game with a pretty big total in a game where he's going to throw the ball a ton. So in full point PPR sites, just based on volume, multiple of these guys are going to hit and hit huge. I love this spot for the Giants. I am all over the Giants. The Giants win this game, bet the money line, and play all these guys in your lineups. Well, I'm glad we're on the same page when it comes to this game. Um, I, I think Cowboys still win, but I, I like the Giants a lot here. I, I completely understand what you're getting at. Um, I'm, like, considering playing Slayton in cash um, right now, like, and Ingram yeah, or Ingram. Yeah, like, so on the Dallas side of things, I think Zeke's going to get a lot of love this week, but, like, it's hard not to play Amari Cooper at this point. I know he's a little bit more expensive this week, but look at the targets. Like, 14, 9, 12, and 16. He might be the safest wide receiver in the game right now. Yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of that is game script dependent. I mean, Dak's averaging over 50 pass attempts per game right now. A lot of that tar- those target numbers are – just simply based on the volume, like his actual target share is good. It's not great. Like, so I'm still going to play him. Like, let me, let me put that out there. I'm still definitely going to play him, but he's not an absolute lock and load here. I think CD lamb is definitely a guy that you can end up going with Gallup had that big week. And then he was a letdown, but he's always a guy that you can target in tournaments and has big play upside. And like I'm Zeke, it's not as good of a rushing matchup as it is a, uh, receiving ma- or a passing matchup, but Zeke's still Zeke. Zeke's still going to get run a lot, and they're not going to be playing from behind more than likely. Again, I think the Giants win, but the likely game script, according to Vegas, is going to be Zeke doing more of the running later on in the game. So he hasn't gotten over 20 rushing attempts in the last two weeks, and he's still averaging close to 20 points per game. Like Just, just play everyone from this game. If you have six guys in your off in your lineup from this game, that's not too many. Like I have no problem with that. I'm going to play a ton of people from this game and it's by far my favorite spot in the slate. Play everyone, play the tight ends, play the wide receivers. I don't even hate playing Freeman. Like he could get be heavily involved in the receiving game. If they put up a lot of points, he can get a touchdown or two. Just just play everyone. Yeah. Um, oh, we forgot to mention it when we were talking about the Titans um, really quick. Uh, Corey Davis was one of the ones that tested positive for COVID. Um, so he won't play. So A.J. Brown is expected back. Um, so could be an up, uptick for A.J. Brown if that game plays. Um, yeah, moving on here. We got um, – oh, Dalton Schultz. Just want to put, point him out. The, the target – the targets are up for him 10, six and eight the last three weeks uh, since the injury. So I, I think Dalton Schultz is another guy you can play from Dallas yep. Broncos and Patriots. Um, no hold in this game because we have no idea um, who's playing quarterback. Um, so any interest here in Denver at all? Not really. I mean, Judy, you can play. Again, like we, everyone thought that the Thursday night football game would be terrible. 
ended up being a fairly interesting high scoring game outside the fact that neither one of those teams are going to make the playoffs. Uh, but Judy can, can do something. Fant is very unlikely to play. Uh, I believe Hamler, Hamler's out. Yeah. Hamler just got ruled out. So, I mean, if you want to take a shot on Hamilton, you can, if you want to take a shot on Tim Patrick, you absolutely can like, but just not an easy spot. Although Gilmer has COVID. So we don't, I'm guessing he's not going to play, uh, which gives an uptick to Denver. Just, I don't know in this spot, like it's tough if it even ends up playing this week, but over on the Denver side, like you take a shot on the wide receivers, maybe Melvin Gordon, but more than likely it's not going to be a terribly high scoring game. I like Tim Patrick, 4,400 Hamler out, um, fan out. Patrick has had, two really good games in a row doesn't seem to matter who's throwing the ball to him at this point. So I like Tim Patrick. Um, and on the new England side, <laughs> um, I like both these defenses for what it's worth. I think both defenses are in play here. Um, we don't know who's starting at quarterback yet for the Patriots. Um, so like, obviously that's a big question mark. It's a, it's a short week for them too. Um, I don't know, Grant. Like, who do you trust here? Like, you could take shots no. on, like, you could take shots on, like, James White. He's going to be such heavily involved in the passing game. Like, but outside of that, like, if Stedham starts, I, I think Harry's interesting. Like, he's started to lock in on, on Harry, but, like, I wouldn't go too crazy with this game at all. Yeah, there are too many other good spots on the slate. I'm, 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 I'm not going to be surprised if I just end up with zero exposure from this game. It's going to be fun on the late slate trying to figure out what to do with this game. Um, you don't need to do anything. You just full stack the Giants and Dallas. There you go. Um, Colts and Browns to finish us off here. 47 total. Indy favor by two. Uh, we'll start here with the Colts. Uh, any interest in them? Not really. Just just no. Like Pascal's been doing some work, but this is going to be a slower-paced game. Like Indy's defense has been great so far this season, and they've shown – they're just willing to run the ball quite a bit. Everyone is going to assume like that. Let's be on both sides. There's pretty much one guy that we're interested in. Right. It's just hunt. Yeah. Well, I like hunt and I like Zach Pascal and that's, that's, that's kind of it. Yeah. I don't, I don't hate Pascal. Like he didn't do much last week, but he still had eight targets. It's just, I, I think that this is going to be just a horrible game altogether on both sides and hunt just because of the amount of volume he gets and with how good Indy's pasty. I know the rush has been good, but the pasty has been great this season. I, I have no interest in the Cleveland wide receivers, even though Beckham had a big game last week, that was literally against Dallas, which is the easiest game to have a big game against. It, it, it's hunt for me. Like that's all I want from this game. If you want to take a shot on Taylor, if you want to take a shot on Pascal, if you want to take a shot on Hilton, go ahead. Landry Beckham, go ahead. I'm not, it's just not a high enough upside side spot for me. Yeah. Like I, I just like where the, the targets are trending for Pascal. Um, that's kind of it. And like, he is a guy that gets a lot of air yards. So like all he has to do is connect on one big play and, um, you know, you're off to the races. I like Kareem Hunt. Odell Beckham is probably going to get some ownership after last week. Um, I'll probably stay away. Like, 
the the Colts defense has been really good. This is going to be a, a, a decently defense game uh, because, like, even Cleveland's really good against the run. So I think Kareem Hunt, you just take him for the workload in general. Um, but this game is not, like, super appealing here by any means. Yep. Um, let's play the morning grind game, and then uh, we'll get out of here for week four and uh, see how the rest of the week kind of unfolds. Uh, give me a quarterback to throw over 300 yards that's not in, like, the top five, six pricing. What about, like, literally one of the lowest prices in Daniel Jones? There you go. Daniel Jones. I like it. Um, I'm going to go with Minshew and the stash. Uh, give me a low-owned running back for a touchdown. Uh, I'm assuming Gibson's going to be low-owned. We don't have projections, but I don't project him for a ton of ownership. He won't get a ton of ownership. Um, David Johnson's probably going to be popular, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it just says a touchdown. It does not say how he has to score a touchdown. Give me Gaskin. I like it. Uh, quarterback wide receiver stack for touchdown Jones to Slayton. It's going for two touchdowns. I really hope you're right. Um, Bridgewater Anderson. I'd like that one too. That was probably going to be my next one. Wide receiver for eight or more targets. Oh gosh. Um, I just want to say Slayton again. But I don't think I can do that. Uh, I don't know if the Pittsburgh game's going to play. Wait, Pittsburgh game is going to play Johnson. All right. So tough keeping things in my head about who has COVID, who doesn't, because it's yeah. just, it's it's definitely it's definitely tough. That's for sure. Um, eight or more targets. Give me give me DJ Chark. I like it. Tight end for a touchdown. Uh, I'm just sticking with the Giants Ingram. He hasn't gotten one yet this year, but again, it's been super tough matchups for the Giants. People people just assume they're terrible, but again, the 6th, 7th, 8th, and 9th uh, DVOA versus the pass so far this year has been has played the Giants. I'm going to go with Dalton Schultz as my tight end for a touchdown. Uh, give me a defense to score 10 or more points. I'm going with the Colts. All right. I'm going to go with the Rams. I do really like the Dolphins defense if Grapple doesn't play, though. Uh, off the board, cheap defense. So pay attention to that. Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Just just play so many Giants. So, so many Giants. I really hope you're right um, because – we are on the same page as far as that game goes. So I, I, I hope you are correct. Um, that's going to wrap it up here for week five. We'll be back talking baseball um, for Thursday and Friday, depending on when you're listening to this. Good luck in your contests, and we'll see you again for week six. Thank you, kids.